Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. This platform is designed to share coaches, leaders, and influencers' journeys and experiences. Hope you're inspired by them so that you can serve others better and inspire them as well. Today's guest is Aaron Smith. Coach Smith is the head coach of the men's team at Panola College. I'm so glad to dig this one out the vault for you. Uh, We did this some time back. We talk about coaching and mentorship. We talk about helping players find their purpose, about being faithful with what's in front of you. I value what Coach Smith has to say because I've known him for a while now. And so I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, Coach. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate you having me on. No, man. This is a long time coming. Uh, You know, when I first started my coaching journey, uh, you know, I always thought to myself, man, I can't wait to one day be able to meet college coaches as they come into my gym to see players. And then, uh, you know, sometime back, I guess 2014, 15, around that time frame is when, when we connected. And and so, like, I never take for granted the relationships I've made along this this journey. And uh, you were one of you were really one of the first coaches that I had, co- you know, conversations with. Uh, to the degree that we connected and so I'm just really happy to have you on man. absolutely no it's it's my pleasure it's hard to believe I think it was probably like you said I think it was 2015 when we met so it's yeah. uh, hard to believe that's five years time flies yeah no really it flies and we can tell you know how we can tell coaches our kids we look at them and we're like hey hold on <laughs> wait a minute for sure so yeah you're right time does fly so coach uh, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? Uh, you know, I, I was grew up in a you know family that loved sports and all that kind of stuff, and we were uh, more baseball people. But uh, you know, started playing basketball when I was in first grade, and you know, I think it it actually became like my my primary love. I think around fifth grade, sixth grade, and uh, you know, still uh, from there, it was just you know watching basketball and playing basketball like like every other kid. I think I was a Chicago Bulls and, and Michael Jordan fan and yeah. you know then moved on I, I uh my birthday's in October and I would always ask my mom to buy NBA League Pass when I was you know young and you know watching nice. Penny and Shaq and all them so it was uh something that I that I really started I guess uh started playing organized in first grade and uh it really became my my favorite sport uh probably around fifth or sixth grade so what what, what day are you in October coach I am the 12th. Uh, 23rd over here. Close enough. There we go. Yeah. There we go. But we got that Bulls thing going, man, because that's how I grew up too, man. I was like die hard. I, I was, you know who my first impression of the Bulls was? And like when I played CYO, I got his number was uh, Horace, huh. Horace Grant. I got. Oh, yeah. With I, the goggles. Yeah. I didn't want, I didn't want 23 because I felt like I can't wear 23. Like that's Michael Jordan's number. So I picked 54. <laughs> And then you know what? Prior to that, I picked fourteen for Craig Hodges because I, I, I would <laughs> I would slang that thing as a kid, man. And so yeah, I love it. Yeah, good stuff, man. I love it. So, coach, what was your experience like as a player coming up through through high school and college? Yeah, uh, you know, I uh, I was one. I kind of uh, you know, I guess maybe matured a little bit later. Uh, you know, I'm from the, the Mansfield, Arlington area, so I played at Mansfield High School and then Mansfield Summit High School in Texas. 
And, uh, you know, so did that and, uh, my college career, I kind of bounced, bounced around and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I, I was, I was in the transfer portal before the portal existed, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I ended up finishing at, uh, finished my college career at Prairie View A&M. I had to uh, sit one and, uh, got to play one and, uh, just had a, had a big senior year and, uh, you know, had some big games against, you know, some, uh, big opponents and everything. And then I was, uh, fortunate. I was the fourth overall pick in the CBA draft. And, uh, we, we, uh, won the CBA championship. My, uh, my first year, uh, with the Oklahoma Calvary and, uh, played for, uh, former NBA all-star named, uh, Michael Ray Richardson played for the Knicks and the Nets. I'm sure some listeners will, uh, remember him and uh then from there I, you know i played a little bit overseas and then you know kind of did it more as a ministry i spent a lot of time with athletes in action playing and uh and things like that so that's kind of uh my uh my career in a nutshell michael ray richardson man that guy could fill it up sugar ray yep he's a, he's a walking <laughs> bucket man like mm-hmm. i i've seen stories watched some film with him yeah yeah, good stuff, man. Well, it's funny. I actually think he played. Uh, he, he he played in France professionally until he was like forty five years old. I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was something crazy like that. Maybe maybe my year's not exactly right, but I'm pretty sure it was forty five. Man, I'm forty right now, and I'm thinking to myself, should <laughs> I even be getting on a court? You know, much less trying to, trying to fill that bucket up. But no, and that's awesome. So, coach. Who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession? Uh, you know, I think there was there was some some people early on. My my high school coach, uh, Jason Mutter at Mansfield Summit, was definitely uh, just impactful in that area. Uh, I got to play for um, Coach Rob McQuaid at, at Mansfield as well, and he was he was also instrumental in just kind of really teaching teaching the game, but. Uh, you know, and then my AAU coach, um, Alan Dunbar, was, you know, kind of like a second father to me that, uh, you know, always, um, you know, I could always go to his house and, you know, those types of things. And, and uh, you know, so I, I think there were there were men along the way that I feel like God, you know, definitely placed in my life, whether it was to, you know, teach me more about the game or to, you know, teach me, uh, you know, what coaching is all about and things like that. So. Yeah. You know, I think if I had to, you know, name three three people, you know, in the in the earlier stages of my life, I would I would definitely say, um, you know, those guys had uh, had a tremendous impact, and then, you know, definitely fortunate uh, played for uh, Coach Tim McGraw, was uh, my junior college coach, and he's he's been uh, a great influence in my life as well. Man, that that namesake though, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't I, I didn't know he. He coached it. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, not not the singer. <laughs> okay, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we got a, we got a side another side story. We can go down that trail, but um, <laughs> it's good stuff, man. No, you're 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 saying some good stuff, man. Because I think uh, I go back and I talk to my buddies right from high school. You know, we've been out of high school a couple years now, and their experience with coaching and the coaches that we had. It's like completely different from mine. And I'm thinking we had the greatest coaches in the world that <laughs> did this and that. And with some sports, yeah, some coaches really, you know, may not have had it, uh, but they were there. They were present. Yeah. And so right. I, I think to myself, that's great that you had that experience because I know not everybody has those experiences with their coaches and with their men and not being able to transition from 
a coach to a mentor. And I think that's really, really important because like you said, they taught you about coaching, but I'm sure they taught you about, you know, how to conduct yourself as a, as a young man into becoming a man. And, you know, those lessons are lifelong. They're not just uh, for a period of time. So that's good stuff, coach. Uh, so like your first year in coaching, like when you stepped on the court and you kind of had that realization, like, oh, shoot, I'm in it. Uh, do you have kind of a memorable moment of that time? Uh, you know, it's just like, just real briefly, I kind of, you know, I got into coaching, uh, you know, after I finished playing and, you know, I, I started an AAU program and so I did that. And then I did that for, I guess, um, four years. And then, uh, four years into it, I was hired as, as the assistant coach at, uh, Jacksonville, uh, junior college. And, uh, Shortly thereafter, uh, uh, Jody Bailey, who hired me, took a uh, Division One assistant job, and so I literally got promoted. So, like, I, I was a I was a true right place, right time yeah. uh, benefactor in in this business. And uh, you know, I, I just remember, you know, thinking back, and it's like when when my memories, you know, and like just kind of my first memories of of that, and we did have a really good year. But it was just like, looking back, I'm just like, I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so yeah. those are the things, you know, like that I, that I look back and I was like, you know, oh, wow. Like how in the world did, you know, we, we do that and everything. And, uh, but really just when I, when I think back to that, and, and I think it's important just in general as a coach to, to really, um, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be the same good as as a coach and as a leader each, each year you know we, we we expect our players to to improve every single year and i think we have to uh, you know take that same ownership in our uh in our craft and things like that as well but uh just really that that first year at jacksonville i i remember not knowing that i didn't know anything uh-huh. and i don't know maybe maybe that maybe that helped a little bit i don't know but <laughs> well, yeah man you had yeah. you had some success there and you continue to have success now at panola i mean those are it, it, that's a tough region to be in in the first place and then to have success and to yeah sometimes you although i don't think it was kind of dumb luck but yeah like you said you didn't know what you didn't know and maybe that kind of held back some of the apprehension and fears that maybe somebody who does know has and for sure you just kind of went with it and trusted God and just let it roll, man. So that's, that's really key, man. And so I like, I like that you said that because it's vulnerability. It's saying, Hey, yeah, I didn't know what the heck was going on at times, but you know, you're having a good time. I, I think anytime we're linked up with young people and we can feed off their energy, they can feed off of ours. It's like, man, doesn't matter what happens, we're going to get through this together and we're going to we're going to learn some stuff and we're going to grow as a family because that's what we wanted to build culturally anyways. So sure. it sounds like that kind of situation. Now coach, speaking of kind of connecting with players, how do you connect with this generation of ball player right now? Uh, you know, I, I think I think every kid's different, you know what I mean? And and I think a lot of times there there are there are ways um that this generation of 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 kids are are different. Uh, just, just like, uh, you know, each, each generation or, you know, each, each generation holds, uh, differences and things like that. And, but, you know, I think, I think the foundational, you know, things just, uh, they, they stand the same, you know, even just like one of our cultural foundations within our program is, is respect for authority. And, and, you know, people, people will say, oh, that's, that's one thing that, you know, this generation, 
does not do. And I always kind of push back. I'm like, no, that's, that's not a generational problem. That's a, that's a human problem. Yeah. And so, you know, even though they, they may be uh, a little bit different and they may, may manifest them, you know, selves in, in different ways, characteristics and things like that, we're, we're all still dealing with, uh, you know, people that one at the end of the day, want to be known and want to be loved. Uh, and, uh, two at, at the core really desire, you know, somebody to help them, uh, even if they, they, they won't admit it or they, they can't admit it. That's what they, you know, really desire. And, and so, you know, I, I do everything I can to, to just really help, uh, you know, help them to, to do the best I can to feel loved. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes that, that is, um, they, they take it the wrong way or they, they may not know what, what love is, you know, like in, in the Bible, one of the, one of the things in, in first Corinthians 13, it, it has, you know, it's the love chapter. And one of the things that it says is love rejoices with the truth. And so, you know, really trying to, you know, help, um, you know, young people understand that me telling you the truth is me loving you. It may not be what you want to hear right now, but I, I cannot, if, you know, the example I use is, you know, if, if I'm a, you know, if I'm a doctor and I get, you know, the report and I see a, a scan and you have a, you know, a cancer, like me loving you is not me telling you that you're okay and everything's going to be okay. You know, yeah. me, me loving you would be, you know, telling you, Hey, this is what the problem is and this is what we're going to have to do. And so it's the same way. And, and so, but there, there is a, I think back in the day, probably, you know, I'm 35, but, um, you know, even when I was playing, uh, I, I think that the coach with itself carried a, um, carried an automatic respect. Like we, we knew as, as kids, Hey, here's the coach and we have to listen to what he says because he's the coach. Yeah. Uh, and that, that no longer exists. And, and, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I, I think there are ways that it is a bad thing, but I, I don't think, the, the fact that you have to, uh, the fact that a title doesn't command respect anymore within the coaching profession, I, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, you have to earn the respect of your players. And really the, the respect factor is more, to me, it's more about trust. I think you have to earn their trust. Uh, and if you have their trust, I, I think you have their respect. And then they also, you know, will know that you love them. And so that's, you know, kind of how I would answer that in a, in a roundabout way. No, it's good stuff, coach. I mean, you're talking about, you know, starting with truth and then kind of getting to what the action of that truth is or the reaction or the, the plan you're going to make to prepare them. Uh, that's all important because then you're coming to a place where you talk about trust and, and all that because that's really important. You got to be consistent with your messaging. You got to be consistent more with your actions. And then yep. you have to be consistent with that love you're talking about, because if you only love them when they're doing good, uh, it's kind of sad <laughs> because that's, that's, yep. that's kind of the nature of it. Sometimes is you're going to hear a lot from your coach in as far as affirmation or praise uh, when things are going well. Uh, but then if you trust that coach and you really believe in them because you know they believe in you or that saying how it goes, they don't care how much you know to them how much you care. Right, uh, right. If they know all that, then when the coach needs to approach with 
you know, some correction, maybe some discipline at times, they're open to that because they know you care. So yeah, that's big time stuff, coach. So, well, and, and the thing, I'm sorry, I just wanted to add add to it, and I, I think this was a mistake I kind of made early on as as a coach, and 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 wanting to be, uh, you know, filled, wanting to be a, a coach that that gives grace. You know what I mean? That yeah. that you know, players can, and and I still obviously desire to be that. But there was a after my second year, I kind of you know, just feel like the Lord kind of brought me through some things and, and, you know, realized, uh, you know, and you see it very clearly in, in Hebrews 12, but, you know, discipline is evidence of grace. Yeah. And, and so, uh, really coming to that understanding of when you give players discipline, you know, whether it's a punishment for a mistake or whether it's what, whatever it may be, if, if you are, if you are instilling discipline in them, that is not you, showing a lack of grace that is you giving them grace and and so that was kind of a a big moment in in my coaching career I felt that I was almost freed to understand that um you know discipline how very important it is and it wasn't just like it was a necessity it was like uh no if if I want to be a grace giver uh I also have to be a structured disciplinarian yeah, no, that's really important. Be, my, I have ki- I have four kids, right, and all girls. <laughs> and my hardest thing sometimes, as far as dealing with them, is to discipline them because they're so sweet, and they make <laughs> and they make that please, daddy, no face <laughs> at times. And but over my years of dealing with them now, uh, I've learned to not <laughs> let that affect me so much when it comes to discipline. Because I right. know Absolutely. it's good for their soul. It's so good for their soul. It's going to be good yep. for their future husbands. It's going to be good for their kids when they grow mm-hmm. up, right? If they choose to get married and have kids, it's going to be good for all that. It's going to be good for their work life uh, when they have yep. to learn how to follow and not just be a leader. Uh, it, it's good for all that. So, yeah, it's good for us, too, because when we say hey, go to bed, they go to bed. And we don't have That's to right. stay up. Like, what are you doing? You know, so yeah, <laughs> discipline is so important. Uh, for ourselves, for our children, for our players, all the way around. So, yeah, I love what you're saying there, Coach. I, you know that it's uh, evidence of grace. That's good. To me, me and my wife had a conversation about grace this morning. So you're 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 right up that alley. Good stuff, man. So I'm gonna have to tell her that too. Like, you know, on second thought, I had this other thought about grace. You know, <laughs> sound, sound like I was continuing the conversation in my head after we parted ways. Uh, that'll that'll play out for something. But, uh, <laughs> Coach, how important is mental health within the experience these players are having today? You know, I, I think it's—I think that's a very important issue that you know, even like we keep saying back in the day, that was was never, uh, you know, never really, you know, thought about. And I think each each generation kind of deals with, you know, different, um, you know, different stuff. Whereas, you know, like maybe uh, my my parents' uh, generation dealt with. You know, like their their parents were, you know, going off to World War Two, and they, you know, so it was it was yeah. kind of a, a, a affection and a, and, a, and a love from you know, hey, what it is to be a man is to you know go off to to war. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. probably not going to spend time with you. I'm not going to tell you I love you. You know, and and I'm I'm not yeah. going to be there. And then you know, each uh, each generation, you know, I feel like kind of. 
you know, that has its, its effect in, in each one. And, and I think, you know, what our kids are dealing with these days that, that we didn't is, is the whole, you know, social media thing. And I, I think the scariest thing for me about social media is every second of the day, these kids are seeing what they do not have. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they are causing themselves to believe the lie that, you know, Hey, this person, you know, posted this photo with this, you know, beautiful girl and he's happy, you know, and then, so they buy into the lie that then if they have a beautiful girlfriend or whatever it is that they're then going to be happy, or if they get this basketball scholarship, then that's going to bring them, you know, fulfillment and things like that. And so I think that social media has a, just a drastic effect on, on mental health because they are constantly seeing uh, what they do not have and, and what they haven't done. And everybody is uh, putting their fake best possible self to be portrayed in social media. And so it's, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like you're actually seeing, you know, reality. It's, it's you're seeing somebody's, you know, uh, what somebody wants you to think is their reality. And and so it's just a a vicious circle of seeing what you don't have and thinking that it's going to bring you, uh, you know, satisfaction and fulfillment. And and it's just, uh, I I think it's, it's a scary thing. And I think it has a, has a drastic effect on, uh, you know, young people's uh, psyche. I mean, shoot, I can, I can see it in in my own self, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, And so I, I know it has, you know, effect on, you know, on, on kids that are, you know, at a stage in life where they're, where they're less mature. And, uh, so I think that's, that's a big issue. And, and, you know, what, what is the answer to it? Like, I, I, you know, I wish you could sit there and tell your, you know, players not to be on social media, but that's just not reality. I mean, like that, that is literally, they live, you know, through it. And, and so it's, it's, it's a reality, but I think it's, it's important to, you know, frame these things. I, I try to do a thing, uh, you know, each year, uh, with my players, I, uh, I show them Michael Jordan's hall of fame speech. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. He's got nothing left to prove. Uh, and yet in this hall of fame speech, he's still trying to prove how great he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always ask, you know, my players, I'm like, is like, do you want that to be you? Like, no matter how much you accomplish, it's still not enough and you still are trying to prove yourself to whoever it may be. And, and so it's just a, you know, a reality that, you know, this, this stuff is, is not going to bring you fulfillment and it's not going to bring you satisfaction. And, yeah. and, uh, I, I think that's a, uh, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes that God has, you know, set eternity in the hearts of man. And, and so it's, we all have this deep longing, uh, for, you know, the e- eternal things. And I, I think a big part of it, and not saying that there's not sometimes chemical issues and things like that. So don't, don't take anything I'm saying to, uh, you know, mean that I, I don't think that those things are real. Um, but that, that there is just a, we, we try to fill this, these eternal longings with stuff that is never going to bring us satisfaction. And it will lead to depression. It will lead to sadness. It will lead to, you know, destruction. And so I think it's just, uh, it's harder for these kids. I feel like than it, than it has been for, for any, any 
generation prior to the social media age for sure. Yeah, no, you you said a mouthful, Coach, and that's great because I think with social media, mental health, as the two co-relate, uh, this is how I view social media when it comes to young people especially. It, it's uh, It reveals kind of who you want to be or who you really are in a sense. It, it's it's a, it's a telling thing uh, because most of the people that follow you already know you. And so mm-hmm. when you send a picture fronting like you're something you're not, right, or wearing, you know, it just get real about it. Sometimes these kids wearing Louis Vuitton belts, knowing, mm-hmm. knowing darn well they didn't go to the store, to the Louis Vuitton store, get it. They got the flea market or whatever. And yet, right. you know, they're, they're fronting. And you think to yourself, you don't have to do that. You can get you can get a nice belt at Macy's and just wear that. Don't you don't have to tuck your shirt in if you don't want. Nobody has to see your belt right. buckle. Uh, I mean, right. it, it comes down to gratitude. Uh, when you focus on what you don't have, it leads to a life of misery. Uh, when you focus on comparing yourself to the next person, that's just that's it. It'll destroy any semblance of gratitude and and how good your life really is. And I think like right now through these times, uh, you, you know, we're, we're learning what's really valuable in our lives. We're learning what really yeah, matters. And, uh, and young, I would just, if there's any young people listening, even young coaches, nobody cares about your, your Instagram and your likes and your, and your retweets and all that stuff. I mean, people really don't care. Things are going on in this world that people just don't care. Yeah. They've got their lives to live. So do you live it. Don't, don't, uh, it's okay to have social media. Just steward it properly. Work it to okay. your advantage. Have an, have an outlet of hope and, and positivity. Uh, you know, don't spread fear. Don't spread lies. That's always the advice I give young people because I know where they're headed with all this. Because it's, like you said, it's inevitable. It's not going anywhere. And so us as leaders and coaches and mentors, we need to find some solutions for them or some better, some best practices, if you will. So I think that's uh, really, really important. Now, coaches, we talk about what's most important. What's most important to you right now, you know, during times like this? Man, it's, you know, this whole thing has, has been, uh, been been crazy. And I think it's, uh, you know, just, just for me, and I, I think probably a lot of coaches are like this. I'm, I'm very uh, routine driven, you know what I mean? Whether it's, uh, you know, my my devotional time or, you know, time with family or whatever. And, and, you know, routine has, has been completely, you know, uh, you know, thrown out the window. You know, there is, there is no, you know, routine. All, all the days right now are, are the same. And so I think it's, uh, you know, it makes it hard, uh, just to, um, you know, whatever, feel, feel productive or, or whatever. But I, I just think, I mean, amidst all of all that's going on and just how, uh, you know, serious the situation is, uh, you know, just, just really trying to, um, you know, spend time with family and, and, and cherish, cherish this time. You know, it's, yeah. I was talking with my wife and, you know, as, as, uh, you know, we, we've been, you know, by the grace of God, we've, we've simply been, you know, inconvenienced by this, you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas some people have literally had their, you know, world, you know, broken into a thousand pieces. And, and so, uh, you know, just really trying to, uh, you know, be grateful, uh, you know, every day and just, uh, be thankful for, you know, what, uh, what God is doing in this time and, and just really trying to, uh, 
uh, you know, focus on, focus on the things that are, that are important. And, uh, you know, but it, it's definitely, uh, you know, unprecedented times and, and, uh, it's something that, you know, nobody was really, uh, prepared for in the sense of like, you know, it all happened so quick and you're just like, you know, I mean, goodness gracious, like there, we, we haven't watched sp- live sports in, you know, three weeks or whatever it's been. It's, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah. it's, it's all been crazy. It's wild. You know, to, to that point, which you talk about watching live sports, I've gone back and watched a ton of, you know, 95, 96, you know, during the three peats, a lot of bull stuff. Been watching a lot of Jason Williams, white chocolate. Been watching a lot of Steve Nash, you know, all these highlight videos on YouTube. And, I, you know, just appreciating the game for what it was back then and what it could still be in the future. And just trying to figure out how do I help my players either have this kind of drive to be uh, this good or, you know, what could I do as far as, like you're talking about routine. What routines can I get them into to, to get to this level? You know, that's become more of a focal point for me as a coach and as a kind of a player development guide as well is like, how do I get them better? Because now when, when we do finally get back in the gym, there's going to be so much of an appreciation uh, to, yeah. to the point where it's like, we'll, we're going to, normally I'm just like, hey, look, two hours, we're good. We might need to go three hours because we don't know what's, what's going to happen next week. So it's sure. like, let's spend as much time as we can to get better and better and, and spend time together too and bond. So. Yeah, no, it's just these times really uh, magnify what's truly important. So, no doubt. So, coach, uh, you know, along our journeys as coaches, as men, as parents, as human beings, there's some things that we sacrifice along the way or we even invest to be where we're at. What have you sacrificed or invested to be where you're at today? Um, you know, like I just, I, I look back if, you know, we're talking about my, you know, quote unquote coaching career and just, you know, just seeing in my life, just how faithful that, you know, God has, has been, um, you know, like I, I, by the grace of God, like even, even when I started my AAU program and to be perfectly honest with you, I was just trying to get varsity high school basketball players, you know what I mean? Forget guys that had a chance to play college or anything like that. And, and, uh, you know, that, that, uh, like I said, by his grace, I was, I was faithful. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, neglect, uh, you know, picking a kid up that, you know, wasn't ever going to play college basketball, you know, for practice or, or, or whatever that may be. And so, yeah. you know, I definitely think there was a lot of, you know, time and a lot of money and things like that, that were definitely, you know, sacrificed in that. But I mean, to be honest with you, like, I just, I feel very fortunate to be, you know, where I am today. And, uh, like I said, I mean, just even kind of the start of everything, right place, right time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, to be, you know, where I am. And, and I just hope that I can, you know, help, uh, you know, young, young coaches and, and young players, uh, along the way. And, and I, I think that, you know, when we talk about sacrificing, we talk about investing, uh, especially in, in that manner, uh, wherever you're at, be faithful, you know, with, with what, with what is in front of you. And, and I think that's, that's the most important thing, uh, you know, for me is, you know, and it says in scripture that, you know, he's faithful with little will also be faithful with much. And yeah. I think a lot of times in, in our profession, uh, in particular, we, we try to, uh, 
you know, we worry about the next instead of, you know, being faithful with, with what's in front of us. And I think that's, that's the you know most important thing for, for me, uh, as you know, I continue and, uh, just, just to be faithful with, with what, what God has right in front of you, whether we're talking about a season, whether we're talking about a day, whether we're talking about a career, uh, whatever it may be, but, you know, being, being faithful in that. And, and I would love to be able to, uh, you know, help, help young guys be able to do that. And, and, and there are definitely, you know, sacrifices that, that come in, uh, with that. Uh, but I know in the end it, uh, it pays off. Man, Coach, you said a lot there because you're saying basically make where you're at the big time. You said I want to get to the big time. Okay, well, make where you're at the big time. Be right. pre- be present. Uh, you know, you talked earlier about social media and having taken a you know players or pe- young people thinking I got to take a picture with this beautiful girl, have a you know a semblance of you know credit uh, with people in who likes me or who's with me or who I'm with, uh, you know, have some pride in where you're at to that degree. Like take pictures of your, of your, of you with your, your players that you feel like this is not where I'm going to stay, but man, I'm enjoying it where I'm at. This may not be where I end up, you know, but these players may be only this division level. These players may never see a, a pro tryout ever, but I'm going to treat them like they're pros today. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the idea. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Now, Coach, we're talking a lot about what you're learning. So I, I asked this question knowing that you've kind of gone over some of what you've learned throughout your career. But can you expound more on that? Like, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's vitally important in any position of leadership, whether we're talking about business or we're talking about coaching or whatever it is to – to really examine yourself. One of the things my players are hearing me say all the time is don't point the finger, look in the mirror. And if, if we have, you know, 12 players that don't point the finger, but that continue to look in the mirror, probably going to have a pretty good team. Uh, I think a lot of times as a, as a coach and, you know, many coaches will probably not want to admit this, but there, there are a lot of times where we can be the most selfish person in our locker room. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, uh, it's about us. It's about our career. It's about how many wins am I going to get this year and things like that. And, you know, so, and just, just obviously what I believe biblically as well, but I mean, just as far as what, what have I, you know, learned about myself in, in leadership and not necessarily just coaching is that, you know, as it says in Jeremiah, that the heart is deceitful above all things. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think any, any time that we fail to, uh, hold ourselves accountable to ourselves. I, I think we're setting up uh, our teams and our, our players, uh, you know, up for failure. And and, and so I, I never uh, want to have uh, too high a view of myself. I, I always want to go back to, uh, you know, continually holding myself accountable. And uh, I did after my, my second year of being a head coach, it was a, uh, is our worst is my, my worst year wins wise as, as a coach. And I, I looked back and just felt that I, I was not, uh, you know, the, the leader that, that I needed to be. And so it's good to kind of recognize those things. Uh, but what you have to be careful with is not, not allowing it to drive you to, to despair, you know, and, and for me, uh, I can, 
I can look at these things, I can examine my things, these things, and I can see where I, where I fall short. Uh, but if I'm allowing that to, to beat me up, then that's, that's not what, you know, God wants you to do. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a continual for me preaching, preaching the good news to myself and helping me to know that, uh, my identity doesn't come from, you know, how perfect a leader I am, or my identity doesn't come from how many wins we had this year, but that my identity comes from who I am, uh, in Christ. And, and, and that's what, uh, I think is, is just very important. But as, as, as coach coaches, especially head coaches, um, you know, what, what I, I would just say in a nutshell is, uh, don't ever, uh, point out player selfishness, selfishness and, and not see your own as well. And, wow. and I think that's, that's very, very important. Wow. That, that's profound because first of all, I want to go back to what you said about thinking highly of your, you know, thinking too highly of yourself. You can think highly of yourself, but not too highly. My mom used to always say that. She said, <laughs> you can think highly of yourself some, but don't think too highly of yourself. Cause then at that point, <laughs> You're 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 uh, you're gonna lose your identity, like you talked about, Coach. I like I love talking about identity. I do a I do a podcast with with pro players, and that's one of the questions we're talking about. Hey, do you still know who you are? You know, given all the mm. hype and some of the money right. maybe that you've gotten uh, and the attention, do you still know who you are? And I think as coaches, we do have to reflect on that. Like we don't lose ourselves within this profession. Go back to go back to your humble beginnings if you had any, and think about it. Like, wow, I'm here. I should appreciate this. I should here again reflect on what's most important to me in this in this uh, time that I have here with these young people, with my family, with my kids, because eventually they're going to get older, and then who knows what they'll say of me, uh, and what they'll think of me, and how they'll live their lives out. You know, in response to how I you know, raised them or treated them or treated other people as well. So it goes deep, man. That goes real, real deep. We could talk about that for an, an hour or 10. No or 10. So, <laughs> right. so coach, my last question for you is like, I ask every guest about legacy because all those, you know, like yourself, you're still really young, still got a long ways to go. Uh, we can have a working legacy, if you will, in the sense that we have to kind of see, you know, begin with the end in mind, so to speak and see where we want to be and how we're going to get there. And not only that, how are we going to influence people on the way? So my question to you would be, Coach, what would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done in the distant future? Man, you know, I, I just think, uh, you know, for me, like I, I want people to, whether it's right now or whether it's, you know, 30 years from now, I, I want people to, uh, my deepest desire is for people to look at me and, and to, and to say that, you know, Hey, that man loved Jesus. And not just that I love Jesus, but that, that my love for Jesus also, you know, permeated and, and caused everything from, uh, loving my family, uh, to, uh, you know, being a good husband and a good father. And, um, you know, that love also, making me uh, do everything that I can to help my players be the men that, that God has created them to be. And, and so for me, I mean, it, it would be those things that, that, that my love for Jesus really, uh, you know, influenced uh, my love for my family and, and then just my love and my desire to uh, help young men, uh, you know, develop into the men that, that God created them to be. 
Coach, I appreciate your time. I really do. I thank you for coming on and contributing. Like I said, it was a long time coming, man. Like, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm glad we finally got to connect and get this thing done. I appreciate your perspective and your thoughts and, and your convictions. And uh, just, you know, wish you the best. You're always in my prayers, man. And so just know that. And here again, appreciate you. No, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. And, and thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Thank you all so very much for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. I love what I'm doing and I love the fact that you're listening. So you follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47 Leave feedback via uh, iTunes and, and Rated and all that good stuff so we can look nice and pretty on there. And, uh, you know, just leave feedback. I want to hear from you all because I appreciate you taking the time and making the time to, to listen in. So here again, thank you so very much.